Hare Krishna, I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Ramagiri Das Prabhu from Mumbai, India to enlighten us on verse 7 of chapter 6 of Canto 5. Prabhuji, um, whenever you are ready, please um, take over the call. Oh, I think it is chapter 7, Canto 5. Um, I apologize. Verse 7, Chapter 7, Canto 5. Hare Krishna. So, once again, it's a pleasure to be back with you all to continue our discussion on uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. So let's chant an invocation prayer, then read the verse in sloka and translation and purport, and we can churn the context. <coughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirahed Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki So this is a chapter titled The Activities of King Bharata Shloka number 7 from 7th chapter of Canto Evam Karma Vishuddhya Vishuddhya the Satvasyanta Hridayakasham Sharire Brahmani Bhagavati Vasudeva Mahapurusha Rupo Palakshane Srivatsakausubhavanamalari Dharagadadibhir Upalakshite Nijapurusha Sriliketanatmani Purusharupenam Virochamana Uchaistaram Bhaktir Anudinam Edamana Rayajayatam Translation and purport by Zubain Grace A.C. Bhaktivedam Samshila Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Translation In this way being purified by ritualistic sacrifices, the heart of Maharaj Bharata was completely uncontaminated. His devotional service unto <coughs> Vasudeva, Lord Krishna, increased day after day. Lord Krishna, the son of Vasudeva, is the original personality of Godhead manifest as the Super-Soul Paramatma as well as the Impersonal Brahman. Yogis meditate upon the localized Paramatma situated in the heart. Jnanis worship the Impersonal Brahman as the Supreme Absolute Truth and devotees worship Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead whose transcendental body is described in the Shastras. His body is decorated with Srivatsa, 
the cows to bajwal and a flower garland and his hands hold a conchal disc club and lotus flower devotees like narada always think of him within their hearts purport lord vasudeva or shri krishna the son of vasudev is a supreme personality of god he is manifest within the hearts of yogis in his paramatma feature and he is worshiped as impersonal brahman by gyanis the paramatma feature is described in the shastras as having four hands holding disk conchal lotus flower and club as confirmed in the shrimad bhagavatam 2.2.8 kechit sadehantur pradha vakshase pradesha matram purusham vasantam chaturbhujam kanjaratanga shanka gadadaram dharanya smaranti paramatma is situated in the hearts of all living beings he has four hands which hold four symbolic weapons all devotees who think of the paramatma within the heart worship the supreme personality of god as the temple deity they also understand the impersonal features of the lord and his bodily rays the brahman effulgence om ajnanati mirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yenam tasmay shri gurave namaha namaom vishnu padarya krishna preshtaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादेशिणे जय श्रीकृष्णा चैतन्या प्रभूनिदादीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे सो एस्टरडे वी स्पोक अबाउट वन क्वालिटी ऑफ महाराज भरता वेर एन हीस बीन अप्रिशिएटेड ग्लोरीफाइड अबाउट हिस्स performances of various sacrifices and the mood that he held while performing those sacrifices even if it means to worship a demigod and how at the end of it his only focus had been to glorify krishna and in that way he conducted himself in a more, much more righteous manner so sukadeva goswami appreciates about maharaj bharata's very transparent and loyal nature and shlabhabad gives a wonderful purport 
wherein he talks about a Vaishnava's respect towards other demigods and Vaishnava's respect towards how a devotee in any action that he performs wants to glorify, acknowledge, recognize the Supreme Lord's hand behind it. So we had our own you know, analysis about we had different um, reflections on that. So as a continuation, here Maharaj Bharata's stature as well as his activities are furthermore glorified by Sukadeva Goswami. He is going to further explain that how Maharaj Bharata's life is not ordinary and it has never been something for self-gratification. As always, we will churn this particular shloka with some sets of reflections and try to learn some lessons for us. So long as we learn lessons from Srimad Bhagavatam, we will be just a superficial reader or a superficial audience. And superficiality is detrimental in our devotional life. Whilst we want the Lord to give us full attention, it is imperative that we give the Lord equally the full attention. When we expect the Lord to reciprocate for each and every one of our prayers, we need to learn to reciprocate to the Lord's every instructions or in some places His requests too. This is not to be considered as tit-for-tat arrangement. This is to be understood as that at least we should have a basic common sense that when we go and ask the Lord a favor, Let's first favor ourselves and it is automatic, it's natural, it is very scientific for the Lord to reciprocate because he is a gentleman. So, Maharaj Bharata is anyway a great personality, but what is there for us to learn in this? In continuation to our conversation yesterday where we spoke about respect, importance of how a Vaishnava need to learn to respect for his existence and spirituality. Otherwise, how much ever he makes necessary progress, without respect, it will all be, be, always be half, half finished or incomplete. So my first reflection in our today's conversation is that uh, a Vaishnava wants to be righteous. There are definitely exceptions, but by and large, a Vaishnava is interested in leading a righteous life. This is a very intriguing and important point for us to contemplate on. We would have always heard that how one 
should approach Krishna by hook or crook. And if they come in contact with Krishna, they are blessed and fortunate. It's a true statement. And for sure, even the demons who came in contact with Krishna, they were benefited. The enemies who fought against Krishna in Mahabharata war got benefited. And anyone directly or indirectly got in touch with Krishna are definitely benefited. But the challenge here is, in the process of trying to get Krishna's attention, we see of late, some of us, most of us, all of us, we try to find a justification and shortcut arrangement by which we can evade certain responsibilities. Like for example, we try to evade our family responsibilities. We try to evade our dharmic responsibilities. We try to evade our uh, important duties as disciple, husband, wife, son, daughter and directly wants to jump into the layer of spirituality. So, for sure, Krishna has his, has his arrangement, has his plan, has his um, recommendation for us to take up Krishna consciousness, which Srila Prabhupada has propagated. But what is expected of such a practitioner is, a practitioner is expected of walking the righteous path to achieve beyond righteousness. That's my first reflection. We need to walk the path of righteousness to cross over righteousness. Because Krishna consciousness is just not a righteous act. Krishna consciousness is a transcendental activity. So transcendental activity is beyond right or wrong. But then, in the process of we trying to cross over all this right and wrong, we are not expected of to adopt a crook approach. Because by adopting a crook approach, we are first of all misrepresenting what our Acharya has expected of us. Number two, there is a possibility of we not able to complete our target. And number three is we are not setting a right example. When Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, so they expected us to re-establish a society which is stable, sustainable and conducive for Krishna Consciousness. Trust me, the generation just before the current and the generation before that, they had a better living and 
better social environment for them to even talk about spirituality the reason was the fundamental righteousness that was plugged in in the ecosystem the family ecosystem was much better and much organized that we could start introducing higher dimensional principles which means we can ask children to attend bhagavad gita class we can ask you know a uh, student youth to come for a satsang program go for a yatra you know wear some traditional dresses but now they are all questioned and challenged and before even accepting them you will have to convince them the current millennial generation is such that they cannot accept anything because an experienced person is saying they cannot accept because shastra is recommending they will accept only because they want to do so my first reflection is when we see how all great personalities have conducted themselves it is imperative for us to learn from that and at least inherit some principles which is adopt the principles of righteousness to cross over righteousness the go beyond righteousness what is the righteousness that we are talking about shla prabhat or the shloka here is being purified of ritualistic sacrifices we spoke about or we already saw in the previous you know shloka the different sacrifices the raja king bharata performed and how he offered respects to the demigods and forefathers and you know and how he conducted did all of them without any personal agenda so to put into our context i want to say three things as a part of first reflection what it means to be being righteous so shila prabhat had made our life very simple otherwise we would be beating around the bush on this conversation of righteousness for many this is the end but for us this is the part of the process dharma artha kama moksha this is the purushartha that everybody is focusing on but chaitanya mahaprabhu encouraged us to go one step forward say dharma artha kama moksha and bhakti so from that perspective that for us dharma is not the end for us dharma is part or the foundation we have discussed in our con- congregation that how the whole bhakti movement the foundation of the bhakti movement the foundational expectation of a person practicing devotional service is that he at least be dharmic so when shla prabhupad started his krishna consciousness movement shla prabhupad encouraged his students to follow four regulative principles there are several principles of dharma that shla prabhupad would have brought in but knowing the evil effects of kaliyuga the mindset of millennials the the trend of the youth that he was dealing with he at least brought down to certain basics 
of lifestyle to differentiate a person from an animalistic lifestyle so he encouraged his earlier students only two things he said chant hare krishna and follow four regulative principles prabhupad initial set of preaching had always been this only he kept on talking about importance of the sankirtan mission how merciful sublime the mission is and how we need still in spite of the mission being very sublime and merciful one need to learn to be right yes by following four regulative principles if the mission is very sublime and dharmic activities are not expected of us shla prabhupada would have simply said just chant hare krishna and don't worry about dharma varma and all but shla prabhupada knew and it is directed by the shastras that one need to learn to follow the four basic regulative principles which are four pillars of dharma tapasaucham daya satyam these four are four pillars of dharma and by we following the four pillars of dharma and also chant the holy name of the lord we will be able to cross the um we will be able to cross this cycle of birth and death and eventually cross over the righteousness otherwise we will only beat beat around the bush over here so my first point as a part of the first reflection is that in our journey to be krishna conscious we have no option but for being righteous and avoid sinful activities because if somebody is continuing to perform sinful activities he cannot go and take shelter to get redeemed or get purified by the process of krishna consciousness in two ways it is detrimental one is out of the 10 offenses of the holy name one of the offenses to commit sinful activities on the strength of the holy name of the lord is an offense number two that if somebody tries to take undue advantage of this process and consider this process only at the level of dharma karma kanda both are a problem so i have seen many practicing devotees many a times we are tempted to break dharmic principles in the name of krishna consciousness so my first reflection as a part of the first you know um first point of the first reflection is being righteous and avoiding sinful activities is a must for us to attract the lord's attention and make necessary progress no excuses and this is a prerequisite for us to perform devotional service we have learned and heard that we can do any crook just to get krishna's service but this statement is a very um uh, very sensitive as well as it's a very um, careful statement to be accepted or analyzed this was not a straightforward disclaim this uh, statement that anyone made there is a disclaimer associated with that so from that perspective all of us as practicing devotees in our own respective life we spoke yesterday about conditional and constitutional responsibilities also 
So, in our personal practicing life, both in conditional responsibility as well as in our constitutional responsibility, each and every one of us need to learn to plug in righteousness and carefully avoid sins. What comes under sin, we will all separately talk about, but everything that breaks dharmic principles is a sin. May it be uh, not fulfilling your obligatory duties, not uh, treating uh, one another very uh, respectfully, a big list. But to help us to compile that list or to contemplate on that list, I will refer to a shloka from Srimad Bhagavatam, wherein at least some guidance and directions are provided by Bhishmadev. So that is going to be my second point of the first reflection. Bhishmadev, what happened was, he started to explain about this four Varnas and Ashramas to Maharaj Yudhishthira. And Prabhupada gives a very wonderful purport. This is from first canto, ninth chapter, text number 26. The second paragraph of the purport. I will just read them. The Varnashrama Dharma is prescribed for the civilized human being just to train him to successfully terminate human life. Self-realization is distinguished from the life of the lower animals engaged in eating, sleeping, fearing and mating. Bhishmadeva advised for all human beings nine qualifications. Number one, not to become angry. Number two, not to lie. Number three, to equally distribute wealth. Number four, to forgive. Number five, to beget children by only one's legitimate wife. Number six, to be pure in mind and hygienic in body. Number seven, not to be inimical toward anyone. Number eight, to be simple. And number nine, to support servants or subordinates. One cannot be called a civilized person without acquiring the above mentioned preliminary qualities. Besides these, the Brahmanas, the administrative men, the mercantile community and labor class must acquire special qualities in terms of occupational duties mentioned in all the Vedic literatures. There are further points, Prabhupada writes. But the point here is, by reading these nine points, what Shila Prabhupada is saying? These are all considered as preliminary qualities needed to be having in a civilized person. Can a practicing devotee go ahead and say that because I am chanting Hare Krishna, because I am associated with this Krishna consciousness movement, because I am, you know, over and above, beyond all the moralities and uh, ethics, I don't need to comply to these nine points. Can we say that? Can we say that this Krishna consciousness process is above and beyond? Hence, I don't need to be conscious about these nine points. The answer is no. And anyone who says that is making a grave mistake. But yes, 
the way we can abide by these nine points different people does differently but shlabrapa taught us that we are part of the process and go beyond the process which means i chant hari krishna mahamantra so it is applicable for a ruffians for a you know uh, a thief or robber or somebody of a low class character anyone can chant hari krishna mahamantra at that time hari krishna mahamantra acts as a medicine on him to bring him to the platform of sanity and when he is sane he still continue to chant hari krishna mahamantra he brings to the platform of religiosity when he still continues the chant hari krishna mahamantra he comes to the platform of spirituality and when he still continues to you know chant the holy name of the lord he distributes spirituality to others so from that standpoint we have to come to the platform of sanity to eventually go past all the other stages so my second aspect of the first reflection is that one need to learn to identify what are all those qualities that i need to uh, you know at least take into consideration be conscious about this nine points are not the exhaustive list but this gives us a heads up and also prepare us to be a civilized human being uncivilized human being is not a candidate for self realization in the sense you cannot continue to remain uncivilized and still claim yourself as a uh, potential recipient but we can say this every uncivilized person when they come in contact with chaitanya mahaprabhu sankirtan mission because he is patita pavana chaitanya mahaprabhu sankirtan mission is so sublime in spite of your disqualification you are still given a chance you are still given a training you are still given a process to go through and eventually become civilized and go past civilized state and get situated in proper spiritual frame of mind so my second reflection or as a first reflection second point is about in the path of righteousness and to eventually cross over that we need to learn to at least identify those areas about which we need to be aware about we don't need to have an extra endeavor to not to become angry extra endeavor not to tell lie extra endeavor to equally distribute wealth which the process it itself will inspire you we need to be aware that this is my duty and responsibility and let me do it prabhat says every one single practitioner is considered as a gentleman how can you you and me be a gentleman or a gentle person till we are broad minded till we are thinking beyond us and being selfish so for a gentleman these nine qualities are barest minimum then there are other things that is why prabhat says we should form a varnashrama dhaiva varnashrama system the earlier varnashrama was much much more towards the seminal varnashrama where based on the family that you are born you will be classified as a brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra but the current varnashrama that shri prabhupada is intending is help is asking us to form 
is Daiva Varnashrama, which is based on spiritual consciousness and social status together combined. So hence my second point with respect to first reflection is that our righteousness, the activities that we are expected to perform, uh, the purification that we will get one and only when we learn to be civilized, when, when we are conscious about we being civilized. And third, as third aspect of the first reflection is that we are part of a preaching mission. Prabhupada never once conducted himself in a very inappropriate manner. So even from that standpoint of being a preacher, it is imperative that we need we learn to understand these aspects of you know dharma, these aspects of uh, sacrifices, rituals, righteousness, and we try to win everyone's heart by our walking that path. So, as a preaching, as a preacher, several times Shla Prabhupada taught us how to conduct, and in a way by which we conduct ourselves, we will be able to attract others. So many episodes, so several people loved Shla Prabhupada for his sensitivity towards his conduct in sudden circumstances. So from that standpoint, as a preaching mission, we need to learn to walk the path of righteousness because we are part of it. If somebody is saying that I am not a preacher, I am living in a kind of a very recluse jungle or you know some remote location and my activities are completely, you know, uh, uh, oblivious to the normal world, I am somewhere else, then your course of journey, your journey in terms of Krishna consciousness could be, you know, uh, you know, slightly different. But if you are part of a community, if you are part of a society, if you are part of an ecosystem and trying to change ourselves and as we change, we try to help others change, then we are expected of to conduct ourselves in a very responsible manner, to even follow our basic duties as well as our eternal duties. So hence the third aspect of the first reflection is that we are part of the preaching mission. So please act responsibly and your act, your statements, your conduct, your dressing, your, your priorities, everything will be used against the mission, not only just against you. I'm sure all of us as practicing devotees, at least, uh, I'm not sure how much you all have experienced. I have an experience where when I have been on a, you know, uh, in my initial days in Krishna consciousness, every mistakes of mine or every stupidity or arrogance of mine used to be directly attributed to ISKCON. The parents, out of their natural love, blind love, whatever they may have towards their children, they would say that this guy has spoiled, this guy is behaving in this manner only after being associated with ISKCON. So hence, we also have a responsibility not to misrepresent, not to even, uh, you know, present in a, present ourselves in such a manner that the uh, regards for the preaching mission is compromised. So from that standpoint, we need to walk the path of righteousness and <clears throat> eventually come over, cross over that path of righteousness. We are not expecting as anyone to follow, worship a demigod. At the same time, we are also expected of trying to walk the path in a righteous manner so that 
when we are with krishna or when we are with the spiritual uh, devotees eternally associated with them we do have some very good standing so that others take our, take our life as a very good reference point for conducting themselves pralad maharaj was always tortured but he was always righteous lal ramachandra was always righteous that is why even till today in india we call it as rama rajya so the way these great personalities conducted themselves it is commendable and it is also seen here in the life of king bharata against whom the whole world is named so my first reflection hence is about walk the path of righteousness to eventually cross over it by number 1 being righteous and avoid sinful activities number 2 at least learn to identify the core areas of righteousness and try to plug that in as a part of one's life and last but not least we are a preaching mission and hence our every actions are a must and we have no reason no authority and no audacity to disrupt that by our action of course the preaching mission will not get disrupted but even the temporary hiccups temporary uh, distastefulness that others would get because of our misconduct because of our wrong representation is definitely not advisable as shila prabhupa that struggled hard to set up this sankirtan mission this is my first reflection in the current context the second reflection in this current context is about the devotee of the lord whilst he has plenty of avenues for worshiping the lord he or she chooses the avenue by which he is properly attributed and by which he is pleased and by which the supreme lord gives extra attention we have seen this example several times of paramatma brahman and you know bhagavan or how bhagavan is the ultimate feature of the lord whereas paramatma and brahman are uh, intermittent or temporary or a uh, incomplete feature of the lord so prabhupada explains here that a, a sincere practitioner pro uh, paramatma situated in the hearts of all living beings and he has four hands which hold four symbolic weapons all devotees who think of the paramatma within the heart worship the supreme personality of godhead as the temple deity so the song that bhaktivinoda thakur sings mama mana mandire rohani shri dina krishna murari shri krishna murari bhakti priti himala chandan tumi niyohiniyo chitonandan so the song bhaktivena tagri is very nicely you know glorifying how a practitioner is very personal as well as um, very um, organized in his prayers 
where he does not get carried forward for the other aspects of the lord because of any intellectual or impartial reasons rather he focuses on the ultimate feature of the lord there are still yogis who tries to uh, worship or run after paramatma features of the lord and yanis still worship the impersonal brahman and here through this current context sukadeva goswami is establishing the position of a devotee a position of a bhakta a position of a sincere and serious practitioner which is he is personal when he is personal he is not personal in a selfish manner he is personal in a selfless manner so my second reflection is about the quality of a practicing devotee the quality of a self realized soul is that he is personal with his worship towards the supreme lord and in this case i would like to again state three things number 1 we don't use krishna we love krishna so because many times we say prabhu ji i am also personal um i am also very much loving krishna so we need to see how our personal uh, attachment towards krishna is exhibited so we should learn not just use krishna but love krishna how will you know that i don't use not only use krishna and love krishna by the way of our prayers by the way of our service and by the way of our priorities because if somebody says that i really love krishna and if you ask him how he is loving krishna can you demonstrate he says i gave money i gave you know things then that's not how you call you know loving that's only a trade so in vrindavan that's not how people loved krishna people loved krishna you know giving krishna more importance than you know them's also prayers service and priorities tells you whether you use the lord or whether we love the lord the second aspect of being personal is such that we learn to identify everything with respect to krishna's because i will definitely go and acknowledge that krishna is supreme personality of godhead but will i acknowledge krishna's things are also belonging to you know i mean everything belongs to krishna the thing is that we are we have a very uh, a weak tendency which is that comes our way should be ours and it should be for my pleasure and convenience at least all educated people think like that if you go to a a simple uh, village or a simple uh, humble simple person his sense of uh, understanding about life and things is different from the so called educated so the second aspect we say where i am personal or one should be personal is to learn to acknowledge appreciate this comes back to our yesterday's point when i learned to see everything in connection with krishna i learned to know their utilizations effectively
which means i will not waste things just for the sake of it i will not abuse things just for the sake of it i will not claim things just for the sake of it i will not be reckless just for the sake of it in the name of krishna consciousness sometimes we will not you know be careful about the way we consume water we consume electricity we uh, treat people we handle things we you know waste them how many times we have become so insensitive look at damodar lila yashodamaya as, as you know uh, uh, love for krishna she didn't want she didn't even want a small drop of milk to spill over uh, of course there's a very interesting dichotomy there krishna versus krishnas but she's teaching a very nice lesson that this is krishna's resource this this milk is uh, supposed to be you know served for krishna how can i let it go waste and how many times in our own houses we don't care about the resources that belongs to krishna because we don't see them like that how many times we have not even bothered about the electricity bill or the water bill or this bill or that bill even if you are bothered it would have bothered us from the you know perspective of we paying the money we would, it will not pinch us it will not realize actually this is krishna's resources if i have consumed them efficiently somebody else can be benefited and this is eventually going to uh, win more and more uh, brownie points for me so the second aspect of the second reflection is about learning to we need to learn to uh, be personal by recognizing acknowledging that what all belongs to krishna and how i am supposed to utilize them and not rec- be reckless so that's the second part of the second reflection the third part of second reflection about being personal as here bharat maharaj is appreciated bharat maharaj stated is explained that a person who is being personal with the lord will understand the mood of the lord and act in a manner by which what lord wishes he will try to do that that's what is personal suppose i am very personal very attached very much loving towards my near and dear ones at least i will do things that they like that they want that they wish they we don't need to be told again and again repeatedly suppose somebody you know you like them so you will not you know you will not need to be said again and again that please do this because you like me please do this because you like me you naturally tend to do this look at the way the uh, things that you do for your own family members for your own children for your own beloved without them asking huh we go and give and here even for smaller donation we have to be reminded we have to be told huh so basically the point that i want to try drive home is if i am personal with krishna at least i know the heart of the supreme lord which means i make a list of things that he likes and i keep fulfilling one after the other look at the vishla prabhupada disciples they served shla prabhupada shla prabhupada disciples they search in his books and try to list all those things that he likes and loves and he has desired and declared and they make list of each and every one of them and try to work on one one things in fact some of the disciples of shla prabhupada have received only one instruction 
and they are living by their instruction for the rest of their life now any of our gurus or any of our spiritual authorities they say something how do we you know um, how do we process them we process them we take them only when we like it if we don't like it we come and give some reasons why i will not do this why i cannot do this maybe we will still be remaining humble maybe we will still come back and say that you know uh, prabhu ji is not possible maharaj it is not possible but the the underlying point is i will do things only if i like i will do things only if i um, if i am convinced of it otherwise i will simply uh, uh, whine away or you know get rid of it by some way hook or crook the point here is all the devotees whoever understood krishna's heart they worked for that that was that was vrindavan in vrindavan the mood is what krishna wants that will only happen govardhan puja whether it is with respect to krishna wanting to go and herd the cows they had they had their own wonderful exchanges of uh, you know uh, transcendental fights and transcendental competition and transcendental jealousies but underlying principle is krishna being pleased so if i am saying that i am very dear to krishna and i want de- krishna is very dearest to me what are you doing to him so i want to conclude my second reflection by saying if i am personal with the lord then please don't use just the lord or please just don't use the lord you try to learn to love the lord by the way of our prayers by the way of our services and priorities and second is learn to see things around and all the resources that are associated with krishna and try to appreciate them and utilize them for krishna's pleasure and don't try to waste them be reckless them and try to abuse them accuse them rather try to be very sensitive towards them and last but not least that we learn to do what the lord wishes to do rather than we learn to do what we wish to do and make it krishna conscious there are two different things i try to do things which the lord wishes second is i wish to do things what i wish and i'll make it krishnaized there are two completely different perspectives so at least let us try to appreciate this part that shla prabhat has taught us to be personal in this krishna consciousness movement and let's take advantage of that arrangement so this is my second reflection from this current context the third reflection is about it is a challenge to our uh, the great mayavadis as well as uh, those who are monists or impersonalists or those who have no full knowledge about the supreme personality of god so here uh, sukadev goswami is very nicely explaining that the supreme lord's body is decorated with shrivatsa kaustubha jewel a flower garland his hands holding a conchal disc club and lotus flower and devotees like narada always think of him within their hearts so the reflection the third and last reflection which i'll keep it simple is about how in the in the journey of krishna consciousness we need to go past the stage of impersonalism and try to worship the the lord shyama sundara shila madhvacharya when the initial days uh, when he was at the age of 
when he saw how several people were preaching and living by the principle of um, advaita vada or kind of uh, a maya vada kind of monist theory which is an in, incomplete to an extent incorrect version of spirituality that is why chaitanya mahaprabhu when he came to this planet he had a main agenda of maya vada bhashya hoile sunile sarvanash so he said that if anyone is attached to and associated with the you know the maya vada ideologies then it is very very detrimental for uh, you know somebody's uh, um practices or somebody's even spiritual understanding so chaitanya mahaprabhu did not endorse did not appreciate and shila prabhupad was a very voracious preacher to completely uh, get rid of nirvishesha sunyavadi paschatya deshatarine the offering that we give to shila prabhupad is that he is the one who tries to raise us above those who are propagating the philosophy of nirvishesha and sunyavad nirvishesha means it is about mayavada sunyavad means it is about buddhism which is about completely everything is null and void so in our uh, spiritual quest also it is important that we learn to acknowledge that krishna is a person and krishna's personality should be um, we should learn about it we should appreciate about it we should worship that personality and we should eventually win several souls to that supreme lord because the lord has a heart and he has longing for each and every one of us to come back so the context here is when sukadev goswami was glorifying he said that there, there are several people who approach krishna in their own capacity but because maharaja parikshit sorry maharaja bharata his heart is purified by proper set of sacrifices and he understood the aspect of devotional service and to vasudeva and he knew vasudeva is a person unlike others who think that he is just a brahman or he is just a localized paramatma and unfortunately unfortunately the current younger generation they does not have a clue about all these three aspects of the lord vadanti tas tatvavidam tatvam ajnan tatvam ajnana yajna vadanti tas tatvavidas tatvam ajnana advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti sadyate so they are not aware about these three aspects of the lord and these three aspects of the lord are important but without understanding all the three aspects of the lord if somebody is hung up only on the brahman aspect of the lord and does not understand the paramatma or bhagavan aspect of the lord then they have an incomplete and incorrect understanding as we discussed yesterday the way we have to glorify or appreciate a vaishnava one should not over glorify or under glorify similarly with respect to appreciating worshiping acknowledging the supreme lord you call the supreme lord just as impersonal brahman only it's an insult it's an offense that is why prophet did not wanted us to subscribe to mayavada philosophy who just time and again and the harps on only one aspect saying that how the lord is just impersonal lord has got impersonal aspect also but that's not the end of it and that's not the ultimate of it so hence 
Srila Prabhupada was very particular that we don't just subscribe to Mayavada ideologies. So anyone who attaches this only tag that Krishna is uh, the Supreme Lord, is only impersonal or is only localized to Paramatma, it is not correct. And to add us, to make us completely you know, clear of this aspect, Krishna himself says that he is the Supreme Lord himself and in his own Shama Sundara form. Avajananti Mamuda Manushim Tanumashritam Param Bhava Majananto Mama Bhuta Maheshwaram. The ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains to Arjuna that Maam Muda, if anybody doesn't understand, fools deride me when I take a human form of life. That because they know they have poor fund of knowledge. There are several people who accuse that how can God be coming to the level of human being? How can he marry? How can he, you know, run around with girls? How can he make mistakes? How can he be punished? So Krishna very nicely explained Arjuna that only fools deride me by looking at those activities. But Bhaktas really know about my position, my emotions and where I am coming from and why I am doing all those things. So from that perspective, our third reflection is to establish, to retell ourselves. Especially those of us who are coming from a very traditional upbringing. Half of the time our you know, intelligence or knowledge is filled with this science, the saying that the Lord is impersonal and after that we will have to go and merge in Him. This is programmed in our headspace. So somehow it is important that we need to eliminate that. So we have two challenges. One challenge is one extreme where people are not even God conscious. Another challenge is, challenge is another extreme where people are having aberrated or incorrect understanding of the Supreme Lord. And Krishna consciousness movement is a single movement and a very forthcoming movement who eliminates these two challenges. It tries to come and clarify the transcendental position of the Supreme Lord as well as the duty of a person in human form of life. So hence my third reflection is, Krishna is a person, and Krishna is Shama Sundara, and Krishna is having his own heart and desire, and he is regularly our friend, always residing in our heart to give us direction. And not only he lives in our heart, in his heart some special devotees are living, and that way there is a very wonderful loving exchanges between the Lord and His devotees. As it is explained, that Narada Muni always think of Him within their hearts. So do we hear from other uh, uh, personalities, lifestyle, that they always carried Krishna in their heart. So we all learn to try to develop that, uh, that spirit of understanding that Krishna is a person and Krishna need to be uh, you know, understood and accepted as Bhagavan, whilst the other two aspects are also Part of him, the complete part of the Supreme Lord is about his being Shama Sundara. So with this I end here and if there are any questions or comments, I'll be happy to respond. Grantrat Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Nitai Gaurav Premanande, Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna. Any questions or comments please? Hare Krishna Prabhuji Dandal Pranam. This is Swarna Hidas. Very, nice, uh, very, uh, very nice class Prabhuji and uh, nice way of explanation. You divided the three parts into the, the translation into three parts and give the proper explanation for each part of it. And uh, thank you for all this point to by point explanation Prabhuji. I noted down and uh, it's very nice. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
very nice i can revisit whenever i want also so the the question is that you said uh, like this uh, as bismandeva mentioned that is the explanation the nine uh, qualities of a human being uh. it's very heavy <laughs> first of all <laughs> by by almost by the time by birth whenever i got the consciousness i got this uh, unknowingly i got this message uh from my uh, my place i am from karnataka so it is is a kalabeda kolabeda ocean udiyalu beda anerige miss this the same way like nine points explained here the points explained in there also in the mm. very small short form they do not mm. uh, do not fight do not quarrel uh, do not lie okay do not steal all those things have been explained very nicely small uh, poem i have memorized it every time i memorize it but it is very heavy because mm. my mind is so flickery even though i don't want it but the thought comes mm. even though i don't want to do it i might commit doing something so this the main problem uh, facing here is with the uh, like uh, mind uh, which is actually having lot of contamination so yeah. even though i am practicing i am doing chanting doing everything but still the progress is going very slow because it's a jada means very rigid mind it is and for kali yuga it's very difficult to maintain this purity in the ninth point we mentioned that we have to be uh, we have to mention the body purity and all uh, this one it's this is also very difficult to maintain because mind and body purity is the biggest task and kaliyuga huh. because we uh, suddenly enthusiasm will go down and a kind of laziness will attack us or kind of uh, like uh, motivation we need a motivation for every time it is very difficult even to continue uh, doing sadhana in a proper like a uh, highest level of way because you know energy will go down quickly jai ప్రాక్టీషనర్స్ <laughs> Hmm. we know what is correct we know what is wrong hmm. we know how to change but we can't change yeah so in the previous generation or the generation our father's generation or grandfather's generation hmm. they know what is correct hmm. they did what is correct hmm. and they know what is wrong and they restricted themselves from them and they had a peaceful hmm. life hmm. so our generation is we know what is correct we know what is wrong we know how to go from correct to wrong but still we can't go the only reason or one of the main reason is that somewhere or other we let an alien come and be part of our family who is the alien kali what kali does kali's only main agenda is to translate illusion as reality and reality as illusion this if you remember our old uh, days uh, negatives if you look at the negatives mm. 
ధార్మిక్ and how to be dharmic i cannot be alone so i need to create an ecosystem and how do i create ecosystem can i join hands swarna hari prabhu joining hand with 10 other prabhu and matajis joining hand with 50 other prabhu and matajis we try to solve this problem mm. today scientists and scholars are working in solving several problem but for devotees interested in solving this major problem which is a root cause of other problems and today unfortunately because of the alien let in our family we have we have kind of become victim to his chal victim to his you know trap and the only way to come out of it is we collectively join hands take a sankalpa help each mm. other and trying to transform say for example if our generation has this predicament just extrapolate this to two generations in the future what will be the predicament the predicament will be there will be two two layers will be removed they will not even be interested in knowing what is correct and what is wrong mm. they will only talk what they want what they don't want the if the moment you start to speaking about what i want what i, what I don't want what is, what we are left with is only chaos mm. because if i say what i want if my wife says what she wants and if my mother says what she wants we can't coexist because yeah. not every time what i want will be available and in the fight between my choice versus right choice i will always choose my choice and i will definitely put myself in trouble so the next two generations prabhu if we don't act on it now by varsha prabhupada at least we are talking about the subject matter there are several people who doesn't even bother about the subject matter because that's not even a problem now two generations or one generation later somebody said this other day after 40 years the word mummy daddy will become or mother father will become extinct because the concept of parenting is slowly going away everybody is becoming a single parent and the concept of even being a pregnant lady is also going to go away because surrogacy has come in the concept of trying to have a you know a relationship which is meant for life long is gone because relationship is meant for so long as the sense gratificatory needs are fulfilled 12th chapter 12th canto bhagavatam second chapter the evil effects of kaliyuga you read them this has been predicted long long time back so hence we have a duty as well as it is also an opportunity so the duty is let us try to rescue ourselves and you know drive away this alien out of our house and the opportunity is by doing this we are going to create a wonderful future for our children otherwise the amount of money and dollar that you invest to educate and give all comforts to your own family members is actually you know shramayavahi kevalam Sarmayavahi Kevalam, I used to give this example always. There are two men 
who are on the side of the road they are trying to do something it's a very funny scene uh, a third guy was walking by so they he saw a scene where one guy was constantly digging a hole on the side of the road another guy was closing it then they dug another hole then they were closing it then they dug another hole then they were closing it so this guy passer by asked that hey guys what are you up to why are you doing all this you know laborious useless work that do in hot sun so those two guys said oh, my dear sir actually we are three of us we have been given a project to you know sow several saplings on the side of the road one person who is supposed to you know bring in and put the sapling is on leave today our job is like this one person has to dig hole another person has to put the sapling third person has to close the person who is supposed to you know sow the sapling is on leave so why should we stop our work so we are continuing our work and that job is called simply waste of time which is what is happening hence let's try to acknowledge the duty as well as latch on the opportunity and trust me krishna will make you celebrity the reason is krishna already is declaring that by just you fulfilling the duties as well as taking care of opportunity you are a celebrity you will be glorified celebrated and you will be very dear to me isse zyada openly bhagwan kya keh sakte hain how much he can how much the lord can openly say this so you know an intelligent person will learn to latch on to it and you know try to capitalize the opportunity coming his way the next thing prabhu ji yes prabhu ji very nice super yeah with all this uh, understanding uh, like salvation is really really difficult without any uh, without mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu absolutely the otherwise if they show mercy then only we can otherwise no no option one uh, friend of mine uh, he very nicely explained this mercy component mm. he said mercy has got two component rx dx receiver and transmitter mm. the transmission is no problem <laughs> receiver has a problem do you go tell krishna krishna when will you be merciful krishna will laugh at you when when was i not krishna gave me your mercy krishna said please take it so the challenge here is i'm not trying to cut you off here but i was trying to you know give another perspective that yes you are right and it is imperative without his mercy uh, not even not even a blade of grass will move and for us to be a recipient of mercy we definitely need to collectively work sankirtan yesterday we spoke about it samyak kirtan we need to learn to respect each other come together acknowledge the problem what is a singular problem in one house in singular problem in another house singular problem in third house when you collectively come together it is a collective problem even in police if there is one one criminal the police will come and arrest but if the whole city is against a police it is not considered as a criminal it is called a, con- a demonstration they cannot arrest it, it is classified in a different classification altogether so when you go on together collectively fight against this you know kali purusha or maya or try to you know establish krishna consciousness with the help of all the collective efforts we will definitely win prabhu because that is how everybody else even the normal outside world they are doing just the devotees we are trying to shy away rather we should buckle up and put our energy energy together and try to you know fight for this cause that's my two cents 
थैंक यू प्रमो वेरी नाइस थैंक यू हरे कृष्णा एनीबडी हैज एनी अदर क्वेश्चंस और कमेंट्स Thank you, Prabhuji, for the wonderful session. <clears throat> um, in uh, all the points referring to Bishma Dev's um, teachings on Varnashram Dharma and following the righteous path and how to keep Kali uh, <clears throat> away. Thank you, Prabhuji. Uh, devotees, have any other questions or comments? Please uh, go ahead. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji.